0: this is it what satoshi's pouring from the sky stack some chips up
1: Welcome to 21ism.com, the sound culture renaissance. We curate, craft, and amplify Bitcoin-inspired creativity. And we do this through art, design, word, code, music, video, and memes. Featuring in this month's design category is Bavarian Huddle. Bavarian Huddle is the creator of the Dasher, a beautiful wood-framed, LED-backlit, 27-inch touch display of Clark Moody's dashboard. If you haven't seen it, I mean, my God, it's a sight for sore eyes and I'm sure would be a coveted item by many Bitcoiners around the world. Mining this block for us uh, from his hideout somewhere on Plague Island is uh, MTC. Um, I hope you enjoy this rip.
2: So, Bavarian Hoddle, welcome to... Twenty One Ism. I've got the pleasure of speaking to you for our for our design bread in this month's block. So yes, good to meet you. Good to see you. And in particular, to see that beautiful view that you got behind you. I'm, I'm very very envious. I, I want to understand sort of three main things really. I want to understand more about you and your journey. You know, into Bitcoin, your origin story. Uh, I'd love to hear a, a bit about the life that you seem to maybe have just left behind in, in Bavaria and, and Munich. And then I want to talk, of course, about your previous projects and your current yeah. projects with Dasher and, and and what else you have lined up for the future as well. So I'm looking forward to getting into this. So, yeah, you're out in Costa Rica. Very nice. Yeah, man. Was it stressful getting out there?
0: Not at all. Not a single bit. Nobody ever wanted to test us. It, it's it's amazing. The only one who wanted they tested with a temperature check when we arrived here it was my three-year-old. and He refused to get a temperature check, so we didn't check him.
2: That independent mind at three years old, the future looked bright.
0: Yes, definitely he's oh, totally independent man.
2: how long are you planning on staying there
0: we planned uh, to stay five weeks because the small one goes into kindergarten but the kindergarten is closing now in germany again and my girlfriend is a hairdresser and she was closed for four months um maybe gets closed again so if she gets closed we will stay for sure man. why not right it's, it's freer they really don't got the 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 hustles we got in europe the most of the life is on the outside not on the inside it's super warm i just learned how to serve nice (laughs) (laughs) i can work from here
2: which which side are you on are you on the atlantic side or the pacific side if that's not doxing you
0: No, no, that's not doxing. I, I, no, (laughs) not at all. I was (laughs) on the Pacific side uh, for the last 14 days and we moved to the mountains now for five days. Beautiful. So you can see the beautiful.
2: Ah, it's amazing. Ah, yeah, we, my wife and I came to Costa Rica about 10 years ago. That's so gorgeous. Oh, lovely seeing that that's it lifts the soul it lifts the soul yeah we we went around arenal and la fortuna uh, i think was a place where they have like natural spas yeah yeah Um, we're
0: not we're we're pretty close to that one
2: okay okay cool yeah we're We're in the rainforest
0: mountains right now
2: yeah it's awesome yeah beautiful country lots to do amazing wildlife and
0: a chilled vibe pura vida really nice people yeah. wherever you go everybody's smiling they're big in tourism they're, they're used to American tourists so they're used to getting really good service expensive service but good service so you've gone out like there that. intending to spend what a few weeks there or the intention was to spend five weeks here but I don't know man <laughs> I'm free as a bird you know I'm guessing it's not
2: you're not thinking you're going to stay there permanently right or are you you
0: know what when I find the right house, why not, man? Are we still looking? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always looking, man. Like
2: a farmhouse with a nice bit of land, maybe?
0: Yeah. Classic Citadel. In the back, a bit more mountainy, maybe with a creek on the side. I'm, you know, I'm pretty interested in, in permaculture, okay. which is an is a art of farming. It's a uh, it's it's a sustainable art of farming a uh, way of farming like to have your water circling around your property instead of just running it through and uh, things like that, and you can pretty you can do pretty much over here with this.
2: Have you have you done that already? Is it is it something that you've practiced before? Or is it just theoretical yeah, um, understanding I, at this point?
0: No, I practice it um, with my my dad has a has a, not a farm but a farm like house. Yep. in Bavaria, uh-huh. and I practice there, and it's, it's super fun, man. Very cool.
2: So tell tell me then a, a bit about the life you've left behind. Clearly, quite different, at least from a surface perspective, on on where you are now. What what was what were things like in in Munich at the point where you left? And and, and tell us about what it was like living
0: there. To be honest, the worst was the snow right now for me. <laughs> really, and we wanted to leave the snow. Yeah, and I want I wanted it warm. I had COVID like twenty twenty. Really, I'm a self employed graphic designer and um, marketing and internet guy. So I build websites and uh, optimize them for for smaller companies and for bigger companies and for corporations. And I pretty much do the same over here, so i I kept my clients i some clients I have to work from for abroad, so not that much, but like one or two hours a day I will be working over here right now. And what I left in Germany was a pretty annoying COVID 19 situation, which was just badly. Handled by the government like which all European government governments did or all Western governments handled pretty badly um, maybe because our governments are just too overblown that might be might be a big reason for that what i what I left behind I, I have to say it didn't feel too didn't feel right now that I left something behind. (laughs) Right now, we just went on vacation, but how long this vacation will be, I don't know yet. So, this is is pretty much my situation right now. Um, What I left behind in in Germany is my my two big kids, but they're so big that they don't want to travel with dad anymore. (laughs) So, they're over over 21. But they're they are pretty free-minded as well. They had a, they had a, they had a special, very special and very unique um, education, because my ex-wife didn't like the school system in Germany, which I don't like like that much too, but not in this in the size she didn't like it and so they didn't went to school for very long and this is illegal in Germany I have to say and we we self-taught them and this gave them pretty much freedom to to self-develop this is is my life what I I left behind in Germany of course I'm 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 in strong contact all the time and making them envious that they're not here (laughs)
2: you're you're right it it is illegal and my personal view on it is that education and schooling are two different things and um and and the fact that you are not permitted by the state to educate your own children is abhorrent actually so it's with sadness that i look at that situation you know being able to independently educate your children is is a, a fundamental human right and uh and so, so it's interesting to see that you did it despite the fact that it was illegal. Yeah. How, did you, how was the reality of doing that? Did you have any run-ins with the law?
0: Yeah, you have, to, you have to satisfy them at some points. So my kids went in between maybe for half a year to a private school just to satisfy the state. Right. Then we said, okay, they're, they're happy again. Let's take them off again. Right. And it was like a, a little off and go, but it was totally doable. There are some okay private schools, of course, but they're expensive, but um, yeah. What do you do for your kids? <laughs> Spending money mostly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. So, if you've been of the mind that you can take responsibility for your your own children's educations, then that 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 clearly marks you out as an independent thinker and somebody who is not not conforming to what normal society would would have us Never. otherwise do. What led Never you to- been. Right. Okay. So it's always been something that you've you've been like
0: i've been a punk I've been an anarchist my since i've been eleven or ten years old i don't know this um, when my when my travel and my journey in anarchism and punk and in Che uh, Guevara, hasta la victoria siempre maybe a bit of communism was it there in the beginning but didn't we start start out all as lefties and then moved on maybe and yeah that was my journey basically from punk to anarchism a bit uh, then yep. growing out of this and just growing out of the leftism is yeah that, that, that's that's something pretty many people have up front, up
2: front. agreed because it's so then, dominant right yeah it, it's such a dominant mindset in society nowadays that it it's becoming more so, I think, in in some respects. Although I, yeah. I'm not myopic about it, you know, I think I think there's there's growth in freedom as well. But certainly, as far as the the main sort of levers in society that control the narratives and what goes into people's heads, yeah. and the left is is extremely dominant. So yeah. a lot of people find themselves coming out of that.
0: Yeah, but I still see it as a as a point of where you travel through so maybe some people stick on that point a little longer on the leftism yeah and then you know mainstream is a slowly moving creature and now mainstream moves way more to the left than it has been forever i would say Mm. We're, we're so the the mainstream thinking is very environmental which is good very we care about each other which is not bad I I care about other people too Um, but I think everybody has to care about themselves at first to see what actually are the needs of everyone yeah I see it I see it as a station which mankind maybe is hopefully is traveling through and we're like the most the the, the the book which made me understand the most on over humanity maybe is the sovereign individual which you probably read
2: yeah absolutely and yeah William you
0: yeah it's this is such a it's it's mind-blowing that it helped me a lot
2: incredibly prescient uh, stunning lens that he looks through at history and the predictions to see how how far ahead of the, his time he was, and also some of the predictions about how the state would respond to the rise of yeah. the sovereign individual as well. Yeah. Quite shocking, actually.
0: Accurate predictions.
2: Yeah. So when did you come across the sovereign individual? How long ago did you first read that?
0: Um, I have to say that's not that, not, not that long ago, sadly. Um, just a year a year and a half a year ago i guess a year ago my journey into bitcoin started i think it was 2018 that i bought my first bitcoin over coinbase actually because a friend of mine um, bought weed over my, uh, some darknet place or so i don't was anymore and he told me about that thing and i was looking into it i was interested it was digital and i'm like a digital person and it, it just intrigued me so i bought like not that much i think it was 200 bucks or something like that and forgot about it to be honest for another for another year and then finally, in 2019, I went back to Bitcoin, and I and this friend um, pressed me a bit in the right direction, pushed me a bit in the right direction. And he didn't tell me the things how to do it, or which is the best hardware wallet, and what, what how to how to do this and how to. He, but he he sent me the right uh, the right spots where I can find it. And that was and this is I. I found really helpful and really needed that you start your Bitcoin journey by yourself. It's nothing you can just take a book, read it, and you're done. It's, it's, you, you have to wrap your head around this whole thing because it's not just money. It's so much more. Um, you, have to, you, have to, you have to get the philosophy behind it.
2: And because it's still so new, the content and education around it is, it's available, but it's not pervasive. It's not everywhere. So you need to, you need to still dig into it and be, have that natural curiosity. But even if you do stumble onto the, the top of the rabbit hole, there's nothing that's come before that's been anything like it. So on the one hand, that, that's a positive thing in respect of the fact that it's there's a number of touch points that different people can find their way into with Bitcoin, right? And it, it has mm. different use cases and business cases for everybody, whether it's censorship resistance or inflation, yeah. banking, et cetera. But, but it does make it more difficult to fully grasp. So you come in on one yeah. entry point and suddenly you're you're grappling with something far bigger than you, you could have ever imagined. Yeah,
0: like you think you you get into a bathtub and suddenly you're in the ocean.
2: Love the analogy. So you stumbled into Bitcoin. Did you stumble into the uh the Munich Bitcoin scene back then? Because that but Munich has been a bit of a hive of activity, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's big. It's it's a good it's a good good meetup group. I've been there I think on the Bitcoin Independence Day once in a meetup. But I was I sadly was at a party before, so I was pretty drunk when I went there. <laughs> right. But it was fun. I think I stayed till four o'clock in the morning and had super cool um conversations. But I have to say, as I just started um, started out with Bitcoin in 2019, I was and 2020 was like I I worked my ass off last year, man. This whole COVID stuff made meant digitalization for everybody on fucking 300%. And everybody was panicking. Um, I got new clients who started bigger projects out. I got my old clients who want to push further. And so I, my wife couldn't work like for four months. So I really had to work that much. And I, I didn't have the time to dig into the Bitcoin group. That much, but I had the time to push on some some cool projects on the side, Bitcoin project. I don't know if you heard about the Bitcoin calendar.
2: Yeah, we had Pretty Flaker on um, on twenty yeah. one a couple of months back. You, you were involved in that heavily, right?
0: Yeah, I was. Um, I made the design and I made the print files and like all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So tell us how that came about then.
0: Um, Pretty Flaker was like my Yeah, he he pushed me into Bitcoin. He was my my entrance. And with the lockdown, we met pretty frequently uh, on evenings because you couldn't do anything else and meet up. I've got a small music studio where you can hide and be very loud all night and have fun and just... Get crazy with thoughts and drink a bit, and yeah, get get wild. Uh, despite COVID nineteen, and there we came up with this idea. But he came up, and I said, "Yeah, let's do it." I make your design, and he said, yeah, "Cool." And it was um, it's, it was actually a big project, and it costs a lot of time, but it made so much fun, and I learned so much about Bitcoin while working on this project. Because, yeah, it's like cypherpunk statements on every day. We got like, I think, around 380 pages. So I've got 380 cypherpunk um, quotes, and they're now branded in my brain. <laughs> and I can't get them out anymore. And it's, it's super cool.
2: And uh, it also features Bitcoin street art, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is what uh, Pretty Flacco started, this um, Bitcoin Street Art. He started these meme stickers, which are pretty small sized, and he sells them over his website and incentivized this by um, micropayments. So... If you order the stickers and you stick them somewhere and you make a photo and you send it to um, BTC Street Arts, you would get 615 set satoshis for this. And yeah, that, that, that worked pretty well. That were really, that was hot. And they, I think this one guy from Pakistan, Lahore, he recognized this is actually a way to make money for him that he sent us one day 500 pics and he just plastered Lahore, Pakistan with um, self-printed Bitcoin stickers. So he, he put his printer on fire, put these uh, Bitcoin meme, <laughs> memes on it and plastered Lahore, Pakistan. It was amazing. To see. Wow.
2: Gaming the system, but in a good way.
0: Yeah. Gaming Brilliant. system in a good way, yeah. Gamification, ah, actually, yeah.
2: Okay, so I want, I want to dig into your project, but I, I know that back in, I did, was it last year or the year before when there was a conference in Munich?
0: Oh, I didn't went there. Sadly. Value of Bitcoin conference. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, no. You couldn't go. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next, to the next when I'm in Munich. <laughs> Maybe I have to find the Bitcoin Costa Rican bit now. <laughs>
2: Have
0: you met any other Bitcoiners out there yet? In Costa Rica, no, not yet. But I'm, I'm convincing people abroad that, like, I'm introducing P- Bitcoin um, to people. Like, I hope we all do, or well, I think we all do. Like, when you see a need in a in a, in a person's life, um, you just give them a little hint. They get interested. For now, it's the yoga teacher of my girlfriend, which is in Costa Rica as well. And all yoga studios are closed in Germany. <laughs> She's totally fed up with the German system. and uh, teaches online yoga now, but doesn't see the point anymore where she should pay tax in Germany. And I said, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe some ideas you can use and she's pretty heavily interested in that. And the cool thing is that I I introduced her to KYC process and not KYC process and she immediately did get it. No, I don't want KYC. And this is something... Um, I introduced my parents to Bitcoin too. But they need... The, they're, they're, they they they're coming from a conservative background of course and so my father took one year longer than my mother and was a bit envy then because number go up you know and my mother was very happy she didn't spend where well, she didn't uh, invest much but enough to be happy in the end and um yeah so this is a this is a very important, a very very important thing that that getting rid of KYC and getting around KYC. And I made my first purchase over Bisc Network, I think four or five months ago. And yeah, it felt it felt weird in in, in the beginning, but it was such a it, it, it felt so good when, it, when the transaction was through and everything went well. It felt awesome, and I did it again and again and again. I loved this. You're running your own full node now as well, right? Yeah, I'm running a Raspberry Blitz, which actually was a present, so an uninstalled, just the hardware from Pretty flaco He wanted to, he wanted to, wanted to me to run a full node, and I, I was working so much, and so he. He said, here, Raspberry Blitz here, SSD here, do it now. And I did it. It's great. I love it.
2: Fully self-sovereign yeah. and off-grid Bitcoin purchases. I love great it. stuff.
0: Next thing I want to install is um, what Pretty Fluck already did on his website. I want to install a BTC Pay server. Yeah. And want to Yeah, I'm setting up an online store with a BTC Pay server, Bitcoin only. Don't know what I'm selling, but I just want to do it.
2: Well, tell me about Dasher.
0: Yeah. Um, I fell in love with the Clark Moody's dashboard. I have to say. And this dashboard is so special because it shows all the key figures of Bitcoin on one page, and you don't have to scroll anywhere, and it's constantly moving and you see, it's a living thing. This is for me the most beautiful way to look at Bitcoin. So you really see it breathing and living. It's like who said that? I forgot who who said it. No, it was oh, it was a guy on the um, HCPP. You know that conference, Hacker Congress, Perelmani Yeah. Yep. There was a guy, and he said the internet is a living thing and Bitcoin is a living thing and that actually made them gods and you can't get rid of them anymore. And this is, yeah, I see it the same way. They're both living things and nobody can, you, you can't kill, pull, pull a switch and just pull the internet off anymore. That won't work. And you can't, you can't, can do, can't do the same to Bitcoin as well. Bitcoin is not, not killable in my opinion anymore. Not that it's too big to fail, but it's it's too involved in people's minds, which are highly free thinkers, and they won't let go of this. Just when you put them in jail and lock their laptop away from them, then maybe, yeah, but only by really by hard force.
2: So describe what you're bringing
0: to Clark Moody's dashboard. Actually, Dasher is just a display which you can mount on your wall or put on your desktop or put wherever, but it's a display with a small computer attached, so you don't have to hook up your big PC laptop or tower or whatever. So it's a Raspberry, um, yeah, raspberry Pi um, hooked up. And I wanted to display the dashboard constantly. I don't want to surf there and... Have it one for for two minutes on my one of my screens. No, I wanted to have it in my office. I wanted to have it on my wall, like a almost like a painting, but in a nice way. I don't want to put. I don't want to hang a TV on my wall. This is that. This is what everybody can. Yeah. So I want to have it a bit more sexy, and I thought about framing it and. When it's just framed, yeah, it's just framed. So I thought about framing it and put a little LED, LED behind it to make it hovering within the frame. And I I researched to find the, mo- the displays which are the, which can stay on the longest. So there are twenty four seven displays, touch capability, and you really can. It's like a really nice thing you can hang I think it's it's even better to hang it in your office than in your apartment because when you get visitors in your office and they're not bitcoiners, they will be intrigued because all this blinking you know all these numbers. what the fuck is this guy doing with that? I don't know that you're into um, nobody when you look at me people. Basically, don't think I'm involved in trading or something like that, which I'm not. Um, I'm hodled 100%. But um, it's like it opens a conversation, and this is it's it's just perfect for that. And you can even in the first even in the first grasp at Bitcoin when they look at the dashboard of from from Clyde Moody. They see it's so much happening and you can explain in such detail what Bitcoin is because you have all the KPIs of Bitcoin right up front of you, right in front of you. and You can't forget it at any point. So this is really helpful to yeah onboarding um, people. And I think it's the best is the easiest way to onboard people is not you go to them and tell them, hey, I've got something really cool for you. It's always better when they come to you and they want to ask you, especially because Bitcoin is such a heavy, big um, topic that you over them, you overwhelm them.
2: You're right. And, and, and with, with Clark Moody's dashboard in particular, it lends itself really well to being presented on that single form factor screen, right? Yep. But it, it's... It's such a powerful dashboard for talking around and discussing key components of Bitcoin because it includes yeah. a lot of them, right? I mean, it, obviously, it has yeah. the price in there. It has the latest block. It has the difficulty adjustment. It has the what mining epoch we're in. And just on those points alone, you can have deep conversations with, with pre-coiners yeah about things that concepts and, and terms they'll come across but have no idea about so to be able to see that on a big screen it, it's a 20 made for a 27 inch screen the big version
0: uh, yeah a big one is now yeah it's, it's now a 27 inch screen yeah but it's actually I can build it up to 60 inch or so so I found this place it's, it's a bit more pricey then of course but it's there, there's no stopping <laughs> I've got a uh, a carpenter, which is pretty good with um, with wood woodworks, and he built me the frame, <clears throat> and he he painted the frame really nice on the outside. It really looks on the outside. It doesn't look like wood anymore. It's really really shiny and, and heavy dark black. On in the inside, I decided to um, to have it white to leave the wood structure a little bit shining through. So, yeah, it it, it went out really well.
2: I remember looking back through your... Twitter feed. You included the community in the design process.
0: Yeah, I, I asked once. I, actually, I wanted to. I wanted to test the Twitter uh, feature, the, the poll feature on Twitter, and I thought, yeah, maybe this is, this is the right question to do it yeah. right now. But yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Twitter is amazing. It's really this is a, it, this, that's a, that's a rabbit hole by itself, man. <laughs> for sure.
2: So you've got the large form factors size. You've got the frame made for the, the big frame. What about the yes. smaller? You have the MIDI
0: and the Mini. Yeah, um, I usually I'm, in in the beginning I wanted to build a thirteen point three inch version for my desk. That was my intention. So I have my two monitors in front of me and I have a small monitor on the side, and which is always running on my desk, which I made with a Raspberry Zero. So the really, really, this is like a, a super tiny thing. This is. No RAM of oh, I think 512 uh, megabyte RAM, so so really small. And when I when I built this, I immediately thought, no, it has. I I have to. I have to. It's not enough. I have to build it bigger too. Um, and was digging around my my office, found an old seven-inch Google tablet which is now the mini. Well, I thought yeah, well, when you've got a spare display, let's just use it for this too. And then I, yeah, it, it, it just it just has to, had to grow over these 13.3 and it had to be smaller on this uh, seven inch too. So right now when you're in my office, I have this wall with um, vinyl and in these, in, uh, between my, my vinyl, um, is, uh, is the 7-inch, nicely hidden, and uh, it blinks out over my turntables. There is the 22-inch hanging on the wall, and in, other, in the other cupboard is the 13.3 version standing. So it's pretty shiny right now. <laughs> and somewhere is my full node, of course. <laughs> which has a small display as well. So pretty many displays in my office at the moment. Are you selling any of these pieces? Not yet. Do you intend to? I actually am not, think, uh, not, not really thinking about, but if someone wants one, I can customize anything. Mm. And my, the carpenter, which built the frame, is pretty hot too. I, I really love the idea. And I really love, would love to buy, build more. But right now, because Co- I'm in Costa Rica, so it's a bit more complicated. But why not?
2: I certainly have Clark Moody's dashboard open a lot on my own Mac. But I can see there being a a lot of people who are keen on having a permanent display. You know, if you just look at what's happened over the past week with NVK's block clock with Jack Dorsey doing a TV interview and the block clock was over his shoulder. Did you see that?
0: No, I, to be honest, the last week was a pretty bad Wi-Fi week here. I haven't had much reception. Now, now I've got my Costa Rican LTE cell phone, so I'm free now quickly. Um, but if Jack, that's, that's an awesome story. I wanted to get a block, block clock by myself and actually the block clock was some kind of, it, it was definitely involved in my thought process over the dashboard. I decided to, why just blocks? I want the dashboard. I guess it was something like that in my head.
2: You're addressing, I think, the same market of having a display of the Bitcoin brought to life an element of Bitcoin in real time, but you're you're approaching it obviously differently with a, with a lot more data available at, at first glance. So yeah, I, I think two different solutions to the same problem. But it's, it's funny because after Jack had this over his shoulder and it was showing the number of sats per dollar, and some poor guy said that, oh, I've, I've worked it out, he's in Moscow, It's showing Moscow time. Why is Jack Dorsey in Moscow? And obviously, he just got murdered by Bitcoin saying, no, man, it's sats per dollar. (laughs) he just got slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered. Very funny. That's now given rise to people wanting the block clock mini and to have the same clock as, as Jack. I think there's a lot of people that would love to, to have that on display. I certainly would and You can see the the opportunities for doing customized versions as well. Because you're yeah, an artist definitely. as well as a yes. designer, right? You, you're a graphic artist. So there's no um, reason why you couldn't be um, doing pieces based on specific
0: customization requests for people, right? Definitely. This, this, it, um, basically, I, I see myself as an artist, yeah. You totally described that, right? Yeah. Uh, as a graphic artist, I'm... I even went into making music like three and a half years ago, and trying to get my wrap my head around on producing electronic music. So this is another field of arts where trying to yeah to ex- express my thoughts maybe, and yeah, of course, I think. I even want to go one, one, one step further with, with the art and with the display. This whole nifty thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's nifty. Yeah, it's Ethereum. And yeah, it's Ethereum is crap. We all know that. But to have digital art displayed in a cool way this is what galleries all over the world have to think about in the next next years basically they have to think about it now because digital art is big this is um
2: one nft what, alone what, is is 60 million dollars right
0: this is this is amazing it's, it's no it's insane it's, it's really crazy
2: you're right and and all of these big galleries and, and auctioneers will be thinking how do we how do we get part of this action when they have been operating exclusively in the realm of analog art and there's suddenly a paradigm shift into digital art, then things that can help to bridge that gap between the two worlds
0: and merge yeah. them is yeah. quite a
2: powerful thing.
0: Yeah, this is what I think. And you have to give give the people something which they can touch if this is the the, the good thing of the, the dasher. It has touch touch screen. It's a twenty the big one is a twenty seven inch touch screen, which makes it very immersive when you stand, stand right in front of it. And you can basically zoom in, zoom out, maybe switch to the next next image or whatever.
2: Yeah. And I mean that's the thing you know. about Moody's dashboard as well, right? You you can tap on yeah. Each of the little bucket containers that he has, yeah. it, it gives you an explanation yeah. of what each of these things are. But yeah, I mean, it, even, even even with designing digital art, you don't just want to necessarily have a, or you, you don't need to think about the JPEG on a screen that you can just look at. Yeah, You've now got exactly. the opportunity to interact and engage with that art. Yeah, yeah, Maybe it becomes part of that, that whole artistic experience itself. So it's, it's interesting to think about where that could go. Do, do you see that being embraced by it or, or, or the, the NFT world coming into the, the, the Bitcoin space?
0: No, I haven't heard about that. Is there, I, you know, I bought, you know, Marty Fisher? Yes, big fan. Yes. Yeah, me too. Awesome guy. Awesome art. I really love it. I, I actually have two, two of his original paintings hanging in my office too. Cool. And he gives you a blockchain certificate with every... Purchase. So even if you buy a physical piece of art, you get the blockchain. Uh, you, you get the blockchain certificate, which is yeah, which really makes it. The, yeah, this is this is the future of art. In my my my, you really have a digital certificate. Yes, this is legit. This is the real piece of art. And nifty's is not. It's not, it's really really well thought thought about. My breakfast is coming. Give me a second. <laughs> Just a second. Buenos dias. Muchas gracias. Buenos dias. Buenos dias, senora. So I'm back. That's cool. Good Spanish skills, there, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually practicing right now. I have this. Um, what is it called? Pinsler Español. Which your friend just gave me, and every time when we're in the car, we have the whole family learning Spanish now,
2: including the two-year-old. Three-year-old, sorry, he's, yeah.
0: he's forced. <laughs> he's forced to learn with us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no choice, unlike like his temperature checks. If he's in the car, he's hey. active audience, right? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so have, you
2: mentioned music. Have you? Yeah. Are you still making music, or is that something that you've put on the back yeah.
0: burner? Um, this is for me, like my meditational output i would say i don't do music during the day i do do mostly in the evening or in the late 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 evening and early night so my music time is from 8 p.m to 1 a.m something like that and right now in costa rica i'm the the days are so full that uh, right now that i'm a, a bit behind but when i'm at home i'm really making music like four times five times a week and of course, there is Bitcoin. Uh, thoughts uh, pretty um, pretty inv- involved in August, in all this. What style of music is it? It's somewhere between a break hip hop breakbeat and a fast techno. Which an amb- with an ambience feel. I don't know how to explain it, but it's yeah, it's 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 not party music. It's more like you can hear it. I, I sent you a link, maybe it's right, it's, cool. uh, it's better than to than, than to uh, than to talk about it. I'll check it but out. I've I've several projects, and it's mostly it's crap which is coming out, but sometimes there's something nice in between. It's it's a it's really a meditational thing, so I can really let go and even it's even more easier. To let creativity flow with music than with graphic arts. I it just helps me to forget about the day and just let go. And with with the start of 2020 and all the lockdowns, I was able to I, I managed to have a really small. I was a sub rental in a in a music in a small music studio, which I can use every night and just helped me to yeah, just hear loud music. You know, I I love to go go to go to clubs and hear loud loud music. And this was obviously I was missing that one very, very much. That helped me help me really a lot to to be in this in this mood again, to let go and to forget about all that stress during the day.
2: How do you see the next Couple of years
0: planning out. I think we're on the crossroad. I no. think we're on the crossroad between surveil, really hardcore surveil society, and um, uh, sovereign individual future. And I think this will play out not over the next uh, five or ten years, but maybe for the next ten to thirty years. But obviously uh, number go up and obviously we will all be millionaires and billionaires in 10 years hopefully <laughs> but I think I think governments will will really 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 try and force to try to put bitcoin behind the fence and they do the, yeah, it, it, is, it is it is on us Bitcoiners to educate all pre-coiners and shitcoiners and no-coiners in the right direction. This is It's on us. We did get it. And um, I think we're on a good way. So I'm optimist. I see we're on the crossroad, but I want to stay optimistic and I am optimistic and I believe the sovereign individual and... I am sovereign, and I don't give a shit about the states, and <clears throat> government can suck my dick, <laughs> to be honest now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm anarchist all, all the way, and I think we, we will be doing it. otherwise what, 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 would, what would it be worth living for? We have to be optimistic, and we Bitcoiners, we have every every reason to be optimistic. I mean, Bitcoin is doing awesome, right? It's doing really well. Um, it's getting adopted by corporations, big time. And I don't know. I made I made a meme on maybe you saw it. It didn't. It didn't went viral, but it was um, 2019. Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoins for, for corporations, 2020 20 Bitcoins for corporations, 2021. Bitcoins for nations, 2022, hyper-Bitcoinization. So my date for hyper-Bitcoinization actually, which I predicted, or which I predict is the 21st uh, December of 21. This is, I think this is where hyper-Bitcoinization starts <laughs> because it's just so beautiful in numbers.
2: It is. I am with you with your op- optimistic outlook I-, I have kids I feel an obligation to be optimistic and to pull myself in that direction yeah it's it's very easy to be overwhelmed uh, especially with social media nowadays seeing the kind of level of compliance and thoughtlessness and stupidity that pervades in society with people seemingly just being happy with the you know, their rights being taken away and only being given back yeah. if they agree to give themselves or part of themselves over to some entities' diktats. And it's easy to feel a little helpless in in when when you see that playing out. But I agree with you. I think Bitcoin is a, a massive source of, of hope and optimism for us. Yeah. Hope dot Hope.com, that's it. it it feels like we we have no choice we have this gift that's been given to us we have to run with it because there is there isn't an alternative that i i'm going to be happy about you know seeing unfold really We, we we it's it's all or nothing really this is this is make or break time i think for for freedom so yeah i'm with you man I'm with you. And I, I think that the the gradually yeah, then right. suddenly thing is, is going to happen. Uh, it's happening. One by one, you see the FUD, you know, the fear and the uncertainty and the doubt yeah. that's thrown about liberally by people that don't get it or establishment hacks and stooges the ideas and misunderstandings that they have just seem to be getting knocked down one by one. You know, they're falling like dominoes. Yeah. And the bright ones, you know, the the individuals, the institutions, the companies, the, f- the free thinkers that exist in society. And it's not just, you know, people like you who, who've who always been independent of mind, you know, and, and not a conventional no. part of the system. But it, it, there are people like that in corporations. In, you know, you, you have this value of Bitcoin conference. Yeah. I think you had... You had banks there, right? Who, who were attending and in, in big institutions. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You yeah, see institutional
2: adoption happening. You see institutional adoption happening now, and there's tax breaks now in in one or two states in the U.S.
0: I worked, I even work. I work. Sorry to interrupt you, yeah, but yeah, I work yeah. for a, a really big German NGO as a freelancer. And when uh, when I was, uh, they 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 donations, obviously, as an NGO. And I always said, why don't you accept crypto? And she said, oh, it's so, it's, for us, it's it's um, it's jurisdictional problematic. But one month ago, <clears throat> they said, didn't you? Now I dox myself, you know. <laughs> I can edit that out. Perfect. That's going to be awesome. They came, They came to me and said, couldn't. Didn't you say something about crypto? And I said no. I said something about Bitcoin, but we can talk about that. And <clears throat> now I'm in the within the in the, within the crypto group of them, and I'm trying to push them to Bitcoin, and they want to accept uh, donations from uh, yeah by Bitcoin and other other crypto assets too. My, I, and I want to push them to accept other crypto too, but. Immediately convert them to Bitcoin, and huddle the Bitcoin. Yep. They want to get all the all the cryptos and sell everything and get the fiat. So I have to, I have to try to bring them to uh, keeping the coins. Yeah. And not converting them.
2: Well, they'll see the opportunity cost over time anyway, right? But if you can help them to see it before they uh, before they miss out on those gains, then then great. You're, you're, in an, you're in a good situation if you're working with clients on their digital storefronts and their digital presence on the design side, yeah. then you're, you're already in the mix for where accepting things like Bitcoin donations and doing commerce via Bitcoin. Great. You're a potential doorway opener here for each so. of your clients. Do, do you have conversations with a lot of clients about this? Are you actively
0: trying to push this with others? i actively actively trying to push them, but not too hard i i just try to put some seeds in the soil you know and when you've got the seed in the soil and you see the first sprout then it's the time to talk to them because then they're open and they're willing to 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 listen to you if you just approach someone and say i've got this super technique for you you've got to adopt it they close their ears it's too much there there's they don't got even a little window open. You have this little window open where you can squeeze in just like a finger or something and then you're in. But this, this opening has to come from from the individual from or from the corporation itself
2: you're right i've been too pushy in the past with friends and family and i recognize now the value of the slowly slowly catch a monkey approach of planting the seed and walking away because if you push too hard like you say it can have the opposite reaction to the one that you're intending exactly and do more damage than than
0: good because if you push too hard you make them think they are stupid that they didn't get it by themselves and it's like you have to but to be to be honest it's like very very similar to my work in digital marketing you you have to tell the people that they did well and they're doing really well but they can get a little better here and you have to do it really step by step and Letting them do some steps by themselves, even if you could walk them for them, but they then they grasp them way better. And this is uh, with Bitcoin; it's even more because it's such a big topic.
2: What else do you want to cover? Is there anything else you you want to talk about? Or, or-
0: let me check. Let me check my notes. I think I got it. Yeah. No, we, number go up forever. Number go up forever. So
2: December twenty first, twenty twenty one. What's the price going to be?
0: 288. 288. SF.
2: S2FX.
0: Yeah. S. <laughs> yeah. You, know. you know it. You know it. I'm not sure, but good? some some will be between 100 and 200. So you're bearish. <laughs> 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 yeah. You saw, you saw my my post my, 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 my <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm bearish, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows, right?
2: I think this is going to be a big month. We're in April now. We're recording this April the 2nd. I think this is going to be yeah. a big month. But yeah, I mean, coming into 2021, I was thinking about it last year as well. 21 has to be the big year that shakes that shakes the
0: world, the Bitcoin world. And COVID just did us a massive favor, we have to say.
2: It's dried out the grass even more, hasn't it? Ready to be set
0: yeah. alight. yeah. Yeah. The
2: money printer keeps going, but the economy's on its knees. A lot of companies, well, some companies have done extremely well, a lot haven't. That in itself wakes people up and, and brings attention to, right, what's going on and, and how do I protect myself and my family? And what do I keep hearing about Bitcoin and what's driving this Bitcoin price to go up when I thought it would be dead in the mind of the normie? So yeah. I mean, it, it will be an interesting year.
0: Yeah. Con- so many really conservative people, mainstream conservatives, are questioning the function of governments now. This is so helpful. So helpful for us. Because when you question government functions, you question government spending money. And if you question that, you question why should I give them my money? And this is the perfect entrance to Bitcoin. Yeah.
2: With your experience then in Costa Rica, you've not met any of the Bitcoiners, but is have you, have you tuned into the kind of the zeitgeist, the mood of the place? What's it like over there at the moment and how are people
0: feeling? spent the first uh, 10 days in a surfer town and it was very many young Americans, and very, very many abroad living digital nomads. This is the future. This is where, where it goes, I think. And this just um, nails the sovereign individual. And this just, yeah. I mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm still uh, I'm I'm still rooted in Germany, but actually I'm a digital nomad now. I'm somewhere abroad in the mountains and Um, got my laptop with me and can work and actually do my work so it's amazing
2: it is amazing you know it's only been made possible fairly recently and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how how the space grows and how that opens up new opportunities for more work and value to be created in in accordance with the growth of of bitcoin yeah Cool, man. You know, power to you. I, I wish you you the best of luck with your your creations. Thanks a lot. And uh, and and I'm really looking forward to seeing what else you're you're putting out into to the world, and also getting a copy of the Hyperbitcoinized calendar into my hands. Uh, I, I tried to check it out earlier, but the there was a problem with the site. So I've I've been in touch with the guys who are running it, and I think they've sorted it out for me now. So yeah, <laughs> if you've I'm,
0: I'm, got problems, just write me. I can I can I can send you over something.
2: Okay, brilliant. So,
0: good luck. It was Superman. Enjoy your time in
2: Costa Rica. And, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully we get to speak again at some point and uh, and catch
0: up. I promise. I promise. There will be more projects coming up, for sure. Anything you want to, to talk about at this point? No. Okay. I just have to do my breakfast now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I promise we will. Yeah, Bitcoin is just at the beginning. We're just at the beginning. And this is... This is so important to grasp for all the people who are, not, who are pre-coiners to, who think they're too late. No, never. Growing for forever, number go up forever, so you're never too late.
2: Agreed. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been great chatting to you. We're going to feature you on the website this month. It'll be out on the 5th. So with this interview, and I'm going to do a write-up as well, that'll feature some of the images of what you've done for the Hyper Bitcoinized calendar and also obviously Dasher as well. So if there's more stuff you want to share, either written stuff or music and any other images, then um,
0: we'd love to include it, man. Okay, um, I I'll, I'll send you the high-res images of Dasher again. Maybe I um, I sent you my first meme with it because I really like it. Yeah,
2: looking yeah, forward, please man. Please do. Brilliant. All the best to you. Best. All right. Have see a you, nice
0: buddy. day, man. Cheers. Bye.